0: presence of God is here man who can feel the presence of God well done team great job great job you know if your mind is getting attacked you're doing something good you know the enemy's scared of you you know that if you're battling in your mind. Don't take it as like, oh, I'm a vic- I'm a victim, and oh, my life's terrible. <laughs> Start to get happy. Start to get happy because there. I tell you what, he's, he's trying to attack you because you you are a lion. You are dangerous. You are like, you have no idea <laughs> how amazing you are, and. And even bigger than that, you have no idea how amazing your father is. He's not a father that stands off in a distance and is like waiting for you to get it perfect. Jesus was called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That's the good news. <laughs> like that's... That's the summation of the gospel. God is not separate. I don't have to knock on as many doors as I can before I die to, to make sure I'm on a list that gets into heaven. I don't have to follow a bunch of strict rules that I think will perform me into excellence to somehow get in connection to heaven. I don't have to get on a mat and face this way Uh, three times a day and pray for hours that I don't end up in hell. Like, it's not anything about that. It's about the risen Christ and his plan for every one of your lives. It's about Jesus who came in your body. He came in the flesh, the Bible says. He did something that religion couldn't do. He did something that no system of mysticism or, you know, Egyptian the Egyptians had gods that, you know, everyone's had gods throughout. They've tried to get their way to God, but God saw that man was hopeless. God saw that we are, we are useless to get to him. We're, we're far away. We have an uncrossable chasm. And so the good news is he came to us. Like he came to us. He came from a rocket ship from another planet and he came and landed on this earth, and he flexed his muscles. He didn't come as a billionaire. He didn't come as a king. He flexed his muscles in one of the poorest places, and he said, let's change this. Let's adopt some children, Father. And that's the good news. He found you. And if you're here and you don't know the Father, Jesus is... Is the door to the Father. He is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only life. You can get as much money as you want in life. You can get as many Lamborghinis as you want. You can get whatever success means to you. It will never bring you to the Father, it will never connect you to eternal life. But when you get connected to the Father, something cracks. Your history doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if you're from a poor family. It doesn't matter if you're from a harsh family. It doesn't matter if you're from an abused family. Christ comes in and he makes a new creation. And that new creation is unstoppable. That new creation gets to play with God every day. And so the enemy might come at night or he might come in the day and and give you worries and give you temptations and all that. Know this, God has not given you a spirit of fear. God has not given you that spirit. So you've got to recognize when your normal is broken. And your normal is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. That's your normal. And you've got, to, you've got to grab yourself and you've got to make sure you feel that normal. And it only comes through his presence. Zach, great job. Where's Zach? Is he? Oh my gosh. You're so small, like I just can't see you. <laughs> Great job today and yesterday. Like I, I was telling you, mom and dad, I don't know if you guys notice this. He's just leaning in a bit more into the presence. I'm worried for you. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> you watch, like you lean in and there's going to be moments where he, he's in you all, but there's going to be moments where he walks in the room. And they're going to be holy moments. They may even come when there's a speaker like me that you've brought in and it's like, we can't touch the microphone, you know, and, and you guys as a leadership team just feel that out. But there, is, there are moments where he comes in. He's so big. Guys, God is huge. God is huge. And, and he hasn't given you like 1% of himself, did you know that? It says, says we have received the fullness of God. Can you try to imagine that? Some of you guys are really smart in this room, way smarter than me. Imagine the fullness of God. And the fullness of God has been given to you. Well, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, Dave. The Bible says the fullness of God has been given to us in Christ Jesus. God does not withhold anything from us in the kingdom, but he's like a good father. He puts puts something in a place where you you can find it. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. If you don't feel or see what you want to see, if you're not seeing people healed right now when you pray for them, don't give up. You've received the fullness of God in Christ Jesus. Just keep going. Keep searching for it. Because I tell you what, as you seek, you will find. Because he's a good father. He's not like a harsh father. He hasn't put it like up the top of a, you know, some random, you know, I don't know, skyscraper in another country and said, good luck in finding that. God hides things for us. I remember being on the streets in Mexico um, and we'd heard that Mexico City BSSM trip was the one to go on because crazy miracles, the craziest miracles would happen. My friends came back and they're just telling us they'd just say a word of knowledge and then people would just fly back like and, and knock seats out as tumours dissolved off their bodies and just insane miracles. So I went there and... I was so, so excited to be on there. And I remember being on this trip and I'm like, God, I want to see miracles. And I just took off and I didn't speak any Spanish. I'm just using my Australian good charm. And I'm going to go and see if I can talk to people. And I remember for about an hour and a half, person after person, I'm like, do you have stomach issues? Do you have... um, And they're like looking at me like they have no idea what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like not good and they're like oh. they're laughing and you know probably swearing in their own language at me and I'm just like can I pray for you and they wouldn't let me and, and I just had an hour and a half of just misery and the enemy's like told you you're not. A, you're not. You're not anointed to heal. You don't see miracles. And he's just. He must have just been hanging out. And I'm like, no, no. I'm anointed to him <laughs> to see miracles. I'm anointed to see miracles. The fullness of God lives in me, and I just didn't give up. I was just like, I've just got to pray for one more person. And I remember coming up. I was almost on the end of my, my rope. I'm like, oh, and this old woman's here. And I said to her, um, do you have stomach condition? You know, do you have something wrong? Not expecting, and she's like, "Yes." And so I'm like, "Can I pray for you?" And she's like, "She's like." So I prayed for this like eighty year old woman. And um. And all of a sudden she's like, <gasps> and I've gone, "What?" And she's, I didn't, you know, obviously really didn't have much faith. She's like, "Ooh, ooh!" And then she goes, "Wait here, wait here," and she runs. And I was like, "What?" Anyway. She comes back, and then an interpreter came to me by that time, and she's telling the interpreter that she was um, vomiting and sick all morning, and it instantly left her as I prayed. And then she brought me her daughter who'd suffering from suicide and said, "Please pray for sorry, her granddaughter, teenage girl about 15. So I laid hands on this girl, and the power of God came on her. And then, and then next thing, the school gates open, all these people come out. And next thing, there's people around, and God starts touching people and moving. But where I almost had given up and gone, I suck at this, no one understands me, and I don't think any of my words and knowledge are right, and I don't feel anything when I pray, If just because I didn't give up, just because I lent into the truth that the fullness of God lives inside of me, I saw a breakthrough, I saw a breakthrough, I saw miracles even when I had diarrhea, like that's a really good picture for you all to imagine, but I went, I remember on that trip, the whole trip got it, like we're all like, oh dear Lord, and um, someone didn't wash the things right for us, and I remember I had to run to a bathroom and just do my business, came back and... And immediately there's this, there's all these people, and some of the team were already seeing people getting healed. So I just walked up to the first person and I prayed for them, and the power of God came on this person and they fell over it. This is in the streets of Mexico. And I'm like, whoa. Even when I'm my body is not physiologically okay for whatever reason, God shows up. And next thing. There's so many people around me and miracles are happening. I just don't have time to pray. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, you've got a demon. Um, and just like, and just God starts healing people. Demon starts coming out. And it was like, uh, oh, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are literally a new creation. This is not of yourselves. It's not something you, you and I can muster up. It's a gift of God. But you've just got to ask, seek, knock. And I love that's what you're stirring up here. You're, you're leaning into his presence. You're saying, God, we're not going to let you go. We're not going to let you go. We're not just going to come to church and tick that box. No, we're not going to let you go until you change us into, into your image. That was a bit of a rant for you, wasn't it? Nothing about what I was going to talk about. Um, before I forget, because I always forget, I've got these testimony books up the back. If you want one and you don't have any money, just take it. If you want one and you do have money, you can cash up Dave Harvey. That's the only way I can do it. I haven't got, I forgot my iPad and everything. But these things are dangerous. They're like in lawyers' offices and businesses and cafes around the world. Um, I gave them... I I strategically give them to people that I want to witness to. I give them to. uh, I gave one to my physiotherapist, and after giving him one, he started to. The next time I met with him when I was injured, he he said, "Dave, I'm reading one of those testimonies, and I'm reading a a chapter of Proverbs every day." And I'm like, and he was totally not um, not a believer. And then then I gave him this second book, uh, which is a father's edition. He's got kids. The next time I was injured, I, I get injured a lot. And, um, and he read that, and he just texted me this week, and he said, Dave, I finished the Father's Edition testimony book, and he's on fire. Like, he's just like, he's leading his family towards Christ. He's praying for his family. And I'm like, whoa. So those are out there if you want one. Um, Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 12, 10 says, or well, I think it's 10 or 11. It's 11. It says, and they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. Your testimony is a weapon. You guys want to see this city changed? You're going to have to start to capture your testimonies. You're going to have to start to capture and steward your testimonies like their weapons. Can I release one on you right now? Some of you are like, I don't believe you. Um, this, this started for me uh, when I came to Bethel. The first class I was in in BSSM, Bill Johnson gets on stage. And he stands there and typical Bill Johnson fashion just opens up with the deepest revelation. And he's like, looks at us all and he says, if you focus on what it appears like God is not doing... It's a downward spiral. But he said, but if you focus on what God is doing, it's a spiral that will forever take you up. And that hit me in the chest. I'm like, whoa. I don't know, a few months later, we started a home group and we've got like 30 something young people and adults there. And the Lord says, get everyone to draw the happiest face they can. So I get everyone to draw the happiest face. And then I said, and then the Lord said, all right, now put them all on the floor. So we've got 35 pieces of paper. He said, get everyone to walk around looking at these faces. This is how I'm looking at them right now. I'm not angry. I'm not disappointed. (laughs) I'm not disillusioned with them. I love them. I'm so happy with them right now. And as they walked around, we're all looking around looking at these. They're pretty good drawings. Some of them were average, but they're pretty good. But they're all happy. Um, then the Lord said, read, now read scriptures about who I am. So I'm just like, he's a friend who'll stick closer than a brother. And I'd flick to another part of my Bible. You know, he's, he's, you know, if you ask for a uh, a loaf of bread, he's not going to give you a snake. You know, he's not going to give you, and I'm just trying to remember as many scriptures about God as, um, And as I'm reading these scriptures over them, they're looking at happy God. All of a sudden, God says, now get them to say what they want to see. Get them to declare what they want me to do. And so I said, right now, start to declare what you want to see the Father do. And somebody says, my daughter is going to come back to the Lord in two weeks' time. And we all cheered. We're like, yeah. And somebody else was like, I'm going to get a job next week. And we're like, yeah. And then out of my mouth came $1,000 for everybody. And I was like, what the heck? I almost put my hand over my mouth. I was like, how? And it was literally like God had shouted out of me. That's the only way. Half of me was offended. That was probably me. The me part was like, you can't say that. You can't say that in a Christian gathering. So we finish finish the home group. And then Taff goes over to get some food out. And... And on the table, she chucks, she runs back, she goes, no way. She runs and she throws me an envelope. And this envelope appeared on the um, table. And it's a, it, it was an orange envelope with Dave and Taff Harvey typed on it with one of those old typewriters and $1,000 cash in it. And it wasn't there before. And we're freaking out. We're like, $1,000 for everyone. <laughs> so I said, Whoa oh my gosh, who wants this? Like, who wants $1,000? And of course, you know, everyone's like, I'll have a $1,000. So I said, put your hands out. God wants to give away 1000 So I prayed for them. The next week we have home group and we start with testimonies. Three people put their hands up. I was given $300 from from my dad this week, and then I got this random check for $700. I got a $1,000 testimony. And we're like, no way. And then somebody else, I got a $1,000. Someone else goes, I got a, you know, I got $1,000. And they were all random different ways, but they were all searching for the goodness of God. And then the next week... I said, Well, I said to them, okay, you guys have that testimony. Anyone who wants that, just release that. And so people that needed a breakthrough stood up and, and they released it. And then all of a sudden, the following week, two people raised their hands and they had $2,000 testimonies. And every week I'll just say, you, you have that testimony, now you release it on people. And, and we did it again. Anyway, it starts to just keep happening over and over again. And the randomness of how God did it. Was crazy. Then one of my third year students, I'm, I'm about to start in BSSM. One of my third year students um, is there. There's a group of eight of them, and I tell them, God's given away thousands of dollars. I release that testimony over them. The next day, the Aussie intern te- texts me and says, I just got given a thousand dollars today. I'm like, awesome. You, you have the testimony when we start with our students today. I want you to release it. So we're out the front of the Civic um, in Redding, California, and we're on the grass with 65 new BSSM students, all different ages. And he gets up and he tries to remember as much of the testimonies that... I've released and that he experienced and he says if you need that just put your hands out he prays within five minutes a woman who didn't have money to start class but I'd invited her to that gathering was given five thousand dollars another guy's there and he's like I don't believe this but I'll pray I'll pray that it happens to my dad and if it happens to my dad then I'll believe that this is true his dad he was an Anglican priest nothing wrong with them but he was just like Nah, I don't believe you three days later his dad texts him and says the weirdest thing happened i just got a three thousand dollar check from the irs a non-christian friend of one of our girl's sisters in ireland sends a message to this girl's sister and says hey i want to give this amount in euro to your sister who's at that weird school in california so she can come home uh, for christmas and sent her the this amount i think it was like 800 and something euros And when we worked out, it worked out to exactly a thousand U.S. dollars. So we didn't tell anyone at Bethel, we're just keeping this going. We're just, because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If if he's done it once, he wants to do it again. So we're celebrating in our group over and over again. God's breaking out. And, And then all of a sudden, an old woman hits me with her bag. And she's just like... I've just prayed, release thousands of dollars, God, do it again. She whacks me with a bag, and she says, and add a zero for Dave and Taff Harvey. And I fall down laughing, and I'm a bit drunk, and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like, add a zero, that's $10,000. Anyway, <laughs> two days later, there's a knock on our door, and there's um, this couple there, and they said, we've been trying to give away money to an orphanage for six months, and we just can't find peace of where we're meant to give us give this money and then they said God told us God gave us a vision of your house here in Reading and he said this is an orphanage because it's breaking off the orphan spirit and they gave us a check for ten thousand dollars and I was like no way (laughs) so then it became a ten thousand dollars and as we celebrated it grew to sixty thousand dollar testimony seventy thousand dollar testimony One beautiful old woman got up and and she wept as she said, I just got two $100,000 testimonies. And I started to see that when we focus on what God is doing, it's an upward spiral. (laughs) I could tell you so many crazy stories with that one. It even ended up into million-dollar testimonies. And I don't know how God does it, but He just... He's just not a human. (laughs) He's kind of different. But creation's waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. One lady came to me. I was in front of BSSM, 1,000 students, and I was releasing the $1,000 testimony, prayed. One year later, she comes to me and she goes, Dave, I was in that meeting... And i came down to you afterwards and asked you to pray for me and you prayed for me we were from england we'd sold everything as a family our house would use all of our money we, we went back to england after one year at bssm and and then all of a sudden my husband starts getting this idea start an online business start an online business she said we had no idea about online business we'd never done business or online and she said so we started something and within a few months We're able to pull one full-time salary. Within another few months, we're able to pull a second full-time salary. She said, We're back here now doing second year of BSSM, and and the business is worth over $1.4 million, and we've got two full-time salaries. And I stand there going, What? One I released this in in our church at Bethel once, and a leader from Canada, this is a funny one, a leader from Canada goes back to their church says god's given away thousands of dollars so he releases what he could remember that day a couple goes home to their home they open up a safe and there's 950 dollars has appeared in their safe so they come back to the night service and they say we got a 950 dollar testimony two people stand up say, we'll we'll give you 50 bucks so they got a thousand and fifty That week, one of the people from the church is walking around, bumps into an unbelieving Christian in their their, um, city, and he doesn't believe that God does miracles today, blah, 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 and tells him God's given away thousands of dollars right now and tells him as much of the testimony as he could remember. This guy goes to a house that he's renovating, pries off a baseboard and finds 20 gold bars to the value of $300,000. And so when I, you hear all this and you're just like, what? God's alive? God's good. And, and as we steward our testimony, so that's a weapon for me right now. I will release this right now in a, in a few seconds. And God is going to give away thousands of dollars. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but if you want that, I want you to stand up. If you want tens of thousands of dollars... You westerners, unbelievable. This was a trick to find out who is actually materially motivated. Now I'm going to preach the gospel of condemnation. No, not at all. Just put your hands out like a child. Father, we thank you. For some reason you showed up in a home group with a $1000 cash and it's multiplied. Lord, to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, God. Lord, right now, I pray, do it again. God, do it again. Lord, release thousands of dollars. Release tens of thousands of dollars. Release hundreds of thousands of dollars over people. Lord, and even above that, I pray that you would highlight a testimony that's in their life highlight a testimony that they can celebrate and that they can release God until they see it happen again. And God, when it happens again, I pray they celebrate that and sharpen that and keep a a, a quiver of arrows in their back. God, sharpen these guys with the testimony, I pray. Lord, they are armed and dangerous. They are armed and dangerous, God. Yeah. Amen. There you go. There's something free. If you want want one of those the thousand dollars is in the red one but the brave one is the um if you're a man a male in the room or if you're you know newly married tell you what this is testimonies of of when god puts on men and does something extraordinary in leadership in marriage raising kids um in calling pretty cool dudes in there all right I do have a message for you. That was probably my message. Are you guys... Is that that enough? Because I can hold this till next time if you don't. Do you want more? You sure? All right. All right. I just don't want to overfeed you. You know, these guys have been trying to overfeed me all week and it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm like, I can't fit any more in. No, it's so... I just want to honor you guys, Stephen and Sonia. Um, I don't know why, you're like family. Anyway, (laughs) that'll do. You're almost better than my family because you take me to good coffee shops. I have to drag them there. No. You know, they booked, this is prophetic, okay. They booked me in a hotel here. And they checked me in now i know you guys don't have a huge church that doesn't bother me at all because this is about to be a move of god but then they put me in this hotel and then i get taken up to the because and i drag them up i'm like i'm lonely come and talk to me (laughs) (laughs) i was so funny i'm like what am i doing these guys are probably like this guy's weird (laughs) I took them up anyway they go up to the 20th floor on this thing and I'm like these guys have wasted all this money on me I could have slept in their garage or something this would been. but they told me that they didn't it was like a miracle like God just set up this room and God put me in like the one of the top levels of this skyscraper and this is for you guys and again it's so interesting that we went after mental health you know, people struggling in their mind. Um, do you know what the word repentance means? Yeah? Oh, you probably do because you've got Stephen, Sonya's Sonia's father and mother. I'll just remind you if you don't. Repentance means if you're thinking here, <laughs> repent. Jesus said repent because the kingdom of God... Is here right now. So stop thinking here. It means lift your thinking to the penthouse. So if you're on the bottom floor and you're looking at all the trash in the gutters and all the, you know, all the sick people and all the whatever, no, you repent, come up to heaven, come up to where you're seated with me in heavenly places, and, and from that place, that's repentance. <laughs> You are in two places right now. You're sitting here in the flesh, but your spirit has been raised with Christ. The Bible says you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So you can actually, you know, you can actually be having a fight with your wife here in the flesh and you're seated in perfect peace in heaven and you need to get out of the flesh here and come up to heaven because Jesus is not fighting with your wife. Jesus is not, you can be down here as a Christian and getting tempted to look at pornography, and Jesus is like, whoa, 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 repent. Come up. Come up here. Come up where you are actually living. You know, you are more spirit. Steve said this, you're more spirit than you are body. You're more alive. You're, the Bible says your spirit has been made alive with Christ. You've been born again. You're a new creation. You actually got an eternal being. You, the, the real you is eternally alive right now. More alive. More powerful. You are, and from that place of the, at the top, you actually see the world so different. The city looks beautiful. I want to tell you Vancouver is beautiful. I know I'm around people that are full of the Holy Spirit when they tell me about their city and their region with rose-colored glasses from the from the you know from the, where they're like God's moving here. Check this out. Check this out. So repentance is is what I feel like God is about to do in this house and the the Bible says lift your thoughts. Isaiah 55 verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts declares the Lord nor are my ways your ways. Isaiah 43 verse 18, do not do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I'm going to do something new. Now it will spring up. Will you be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Do you understand what God's saying? You can perceive what he's about to do in Vancouver. You can perceive what he's about to do in your workplace. You can perceive what he's about to do in your marriage with you. You know, if you have children, you can actually get the mind of... Of God who can know the thoughts of God the Bible says we can because we have the spirit of God God himself lives inside of us and he makes alive our, our mind our imagination to hear the voice of God the plans of God God's about to do something new in Vancouver this church is about to do something new this church is about to experience, it's going, going to become a brand new church, a new prototype of a church, a brand new prototype. Who's your daddy? If you've got a Bible, Matthew 14, I want to give a prophetic word to these guys and you guys in a second, so hold your horses. Matthew 14 is the story where, I probably won't have time to read it because I took so long. Matthew 14, Jesus, um, John the Baptist has been beheaded. Jesus is obviously deeply affected by that and um, goes up and prays on a hill, sends the disciples across the lake, says, you guys go to the other side, I'll catch up with you. The story goes, they're paddling across the lake and all of a sudden a huge storm breaks out a massive storm, and they are panicking and freaking out, trying to paddle their boat across the lake. Um, And some of you might even be in that place right now in your life. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. (laughs) And these guys are experienced fishermen. They know how to do that. Some of you in business, you'll come across this in business. Everything will hit the fan. You're like, I thought I knew how to do business. You're a new creation. You got this. Gotta you gotta come up from the gutter, from f- the first floor, and you gotta come up into the penthouse and look. And the story goes, the disciples are are um paddling away. And it says um, verse 24 of Matthew 14. The boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. I love that verse there. It tells us that if it's exactly what I said at the start, if you're experiencing opposition, there it's because there is an opposer to you. (laughs) But the Bible says he's defeated. Did you hear me? He's defeated. Say he is defeated. So he's under your feet because you're seated in the penthouse with Christ Jesus. You're, you're in a new creation reality and you're here in the flesh. You are his worst nightmare. You are his worst nightmare. And he tries to trick you into living down here in your little earthly Um, flesh, ability, even though you've got the smartest mind, He tries to get you into that mind and you are called to live up here as well and to influence this reality from this reality. And it's only in that place that you can withstand the contrary wind. Some of you have been trying to fight a contrary wind with your own little ability. God's invitation is to you, hey, come up here, I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something which you haven't seen. And... But here's the crazy thing. Twelve disciples, row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row. We're not going to make it. Just keep rowing. We're not going to make it. And the Bible says in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus is like watching this going on, going, that's it. Time to step in. And he walks out on the water. This is legit. This is not, um, this is not like... Uh, metaphorical moments, you know, you can't play this down and go, well, what the Bible actually means is that, you know, or that part of the world, the water was only two inches deep, so it looked like Jesus was walking on the water. No, Jesus walked on water. He didn't do it to show off. He did it to show you what's possible. He did it to show you what's possible as a new creation. The Bible says he fully put his God, his God, Skills, talents, <laughs> unlimitedness aside, and he took on man, uh, the body of a human filled with the Holy Ghost to show us what we could do. So you read something like that. God, could I walk on water one day? Maybe. I don't know. Give it a crack. See what happens. Jesus walks out on the waves, and out of 12 disciples... Who are down here, one of them lifts his head and looks out. And and he sees someone that looks like Jesus. Now the other ones look, and Peter goes, Jesus, is that you? And everyone else is like, It's a ghost, it's a ghost, run. And the Bible says, Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, can I come out with you? What a cool prayer somehow he lifts himself up from panic world into into this place and he sees jesus and jesus when you see jesus that's why this penthouse place or the seated in heavenly place is so powerful because you're with christ and when you lock eyes with jesus it doesn't matter what you're going through fire in his eyes the love in his eyes you know people were brutally killed throughout history, sawn in half, burned at the stake, locked eyes with Jesus and went into eternity that way. Isn't that insane? And Peter locks eyes and the Bible says, he said, can I come and be with you? Do you know what you could also interpret that as? Can I come and play with you? Do you know God wants to play in the greatest storm that you're in? There's always a solution. There's always an innovation that God wants to release. And the Bible says Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water. Ephesians 5.2 says this, Be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. Do you know God's dream for you is that you would imitate him? that you'd be running a, a youth camp one day and you're out of food and you pray and God multiplies the food. You'd be running a youth camp one day and some kids are in trouble out in the storm and you run out on the water and help them. That's a bit out there, isn't it? Whoa. It's only reserved for Jesus, is it? I don't know, maybe not. This is not a school on how to walk on water, by the way. This is just a random. I just want you to consider. We imitate God as dearly beloved children. Everyone say dearly beloved. What's your name? Yeah. Stand up. What is it? Alana? Dearly beloved means this you're picked out of the crowd. You're chosen. Come up here, Alana, come up here. Are you scared? (laughs) Don't be nervous. It means you're picked out of the clou- crowd. It means you're chosen. It means you become his favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> no, stay there. You're my favorite. Um, oh. What have I got in here? I have a wallet. There you go you're my favorite (laughs) what does it mean to be chosen by Jesus you weren't chosen just by Dave who only has a hundred dollars well doesn't anymore (laughs) you you were picked out of the crowd by Jesus not even picked out of the crowd by a billionaire. You were picked out of a crowd by Jesus, and you, and you were chosen. The Bible says you were chosen for a purpose. For we are God's chosen ones. His masterpiece. Chosen by God for the good works, the good works which He's planned far in advance. Before you were even conceived, the Bible says He had His eye on you and He chose you for good works. Everyone say good works. And now you're His favorite, you're His chosen one. And He doesn't just give you a hundred bucks. He says all of heaven is mine have what you want What do you want What do you want Do you want after the things of this world Do you want after the you know the temporal things or what do you want What what do you wake up burning for? What is it that you, you ache for? Is it for someone famous to recognize you or for you to be a star? Like, what do you want in this life? Because if you want the kingdom, it's yours. If you want to be a king, a son of God, a prince with God, a queen, a princess with God, if you want that, it's yours. Choose it. Like literally just choose it. Put all your chips into the table. And that's what I love about this church. You put all your chips in the table. You're a wild bunch of young people who aren't young, all of you, but you look young. And you you put all your chips in the table and you said he chose us. We don't know what he's got planned, but it's a wild adventure. We're ready to walk on water. We are ready to walk on water. We've seen rowboats before. Some of them are annoying to, to lead, and some of them are, are clunky and some of them sink and some of them are just terrible. But but God's doing something new. God is causing a people to arise and walk on water. I'm getting passionate and angry. No, I'm not angry. I'm just I'm passionate. You can sit down. Cool testimony. I gave a girl once a hundred dollar note and she heard the. Hundred, the thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars, and she wrote three zeros on the hundred-dollar note. And then a year later, or no, a few months later, actually, she was involved in a car accident. Blah blah blah. From that car accident, she got given a hundred and forty thousand dollars. She was from Colombia. That's a lot of money for a Colombian economy. You can write zeros on that if you want. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> you guys okay? God wants you to imitate him. I'm gonna land with this, this story. We're in a we're in a Genesis 15 moment, guys, where God says to Abram. Brings him out to his tent. He says, Abram, I know your name means, you know, you can't have kids and you're pretty bad at that. But look, (laughs) look up. Come up here. (laughs) Come up and try to count some stars with me. That's how many kids you're going to have. That's how many kids you're going to have. So shall your descendants be. God is, wanting, God is wanting you, everyone say me. God's anointed you for a people group in this city. Did you know that? The Bible says, as you go, preach the gospel. And these signs and wonders will follow. Who read that? Yeah. These signs and wonders will follow. As you go, as you get on a plane, as you go to work, God has a people group for you. One of our um, young apostolic guys that we hang out with, Andy Pigger, he was on a call a few months ago. And I don't know why, but I just, I'm just like, God, what do you want to do with Andy? He's talking, he's sharing something um, that God was, that's right, he was sharing that they were doing outreaches in a neighborhood in their city um, in New Zealand. And I'm like, God, what do you want to do? I'm just talking to myself as I'm watching him on the Zoom call. And immediately I see a picture of a map of the world and a, and a state goes into New Zealand, a flag, and then another flag in Europe and then another flag in South America. And the Lord said, Andy's about to start an international gang movement. I'm like, what? And so I'm, I'm like, God, I can't give him that word. That's random, like i don't even know if he knows what a gang is and he's a church guy and anyway so i'm like whatever let's just do it so i just gave him this word you're about to start an international gang ministry god's gonna see gang members saved so he's been texting me ever since he has this he has this young man get saved in his church and he said, God has lit me up, Dave, with discipleship. Disciples who make disciples. He said, so I sat this young guy down after meeting with him for coffee and reading the Bible together. And he said, I looked at him and I said, read this scripture with me. And it says, um, it was a scripture about where Peter was called to the Jews and I, Paul, was called to the Gentiles. And he said, God has a people group for you let's close our eyes right now and ask God, who's the people group? And he closed his eyes and he said, and they waited a few minutes or a few seconds and he said, did you get anything? He said, yeah, the gangs. And she goes, well, let's go right now. <laughs> so Annie's like, let's go. So where's the gangs hang out in the city? So they went to one of the gang rougher areas in the city and he said, let's just prayer walk. Let's just walk around the city and see what the Lord wants to do and start to pray for souls to be saved. So he said we're walking around and then all of a sudden we see this old woman in a wheelchair. She looks as sick as all. We start up a conversation. Turns out she has terminal cancer. She's It's through her bones and, and she can't walk and And they say, well can we pray for for you? So they just put their hands on and just pray a simple prayer and he he said, "The power of God ripped through this woman, and she jumps out of her chair and she's weeping because I'm healed. I'm healed. She's like ecstatic, like I'm I'm completely healed. And like, are you sure?" And so, and she got instantly healed. And then, and then, not long after that, the leader of the second most notorious gang in their region, actually in New Zealand, he said, "Get saved." And Andy starts to meet with him with the Bible starts to teach him how to be a follower of Jesus and he says you have a people group who's your people he goes bro it's me gang
1: <laughs> it was
0: funny this is a side note and he's sitting there and he he's trying to talk to him about baptism if you follow Jesus you first need to be baptized in water and he goes and so he's sitting there he said this guy's huge big I don't know if he's Maori or something covered in tats and he's got a bible Andy has a bible and he says to the guy so we're going to get baptized and the guy's like bro i've been thinking this is my new zealand accent not very good but um he said you know how there's gods right over the city and over the neighborhoods and different ones god over that river over there i want to be baptized in the god over our city mate and Andy had this scripture come up in his mind before the session, and it was the scripture that says, I, the Lord, am a jealous God. You'll have no other gods before me. And he said to the guy, that came to his mind, he said, hey, look this scripture up. So the guy flicks to his Bible and reads that scripture, I, the Lord, will have no other gods before me. I'm a jealous God. I think in his Bible version, he got, said, I, the Lord, hate other gods or something. And he, he, re, he reads it, he looks at Andy and leans back in his chair in the cafe, he goes, well, I guess that settles it then, I'll be baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> and, so, and Andy said, yeah, Jesus is the God above all these stupid little gods. And so he texted Andy the next week, he goes, bro, do you ride a motorbike? And Andy's like, no, but I could learn. He goes, I'm going to get you a Harley Davidson. I want you to ride with me. We're going to my clan. I'm going to be baptized in front of my whole clan. And I, and I want you to baptize me and anyone else that wants to be baptized. Andy texted Ian. He said, Dave, the third, the third most notorious gang, one of their leaders just got saved just the other day. And it's like God is starting to do something in Andy that he hadn't even thought of. He's running the local church, struggling to keep that, you know, getting that thing going. But the Lord's like, no, I'm doing a new thing. i come up here. I'm about to do something crazy new. This is happening in me. The only reason I'm releasing this to you, this is happening in me. Recently in my quiet time, I'm reading my Bible and the Lord says, Dave, I've anointed you for business. And I'm like, God, I can't do business. I'm not that good not that smart. He goes, I've anointed you for business. Remember that encounter you had. And I remember that home group where we saw the $1,000 break out. One time we're just soaking in the presence of God. We're leaning in. <laughs> I'm worried when people lean in. We're leaning in and I just go into this vision. I'm on a couch. And I, a, no, sorry, a lazy man thing. And I, and I go into this vision. I see myself swimming in the sky, breaststroke. Half of me's dressed in a Jesus gown and the other half is in a business suit. Split down the middle. Great outfit. And I'm swimming and the Lord said in that vision, I've anointed you for the church and business. And from that moment onwards, business people started coming up to me. I didn't go looking for them. They would come up to me and, I, and they'd say, Oh, I've just, I've just launched this marketing thing. Would you pray for me? And I'd pray for them and they'd text me. Four hours later, I'd say, I've just sold more in the last four hours than I have in the last two weeks. Thank you for praying for me. And I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But then someone else would come, and then someone else would come. Next thing I'm on jets flying to Scotland and meeting ultra wealthy business people, just being Dave, like I'm not. <laughs> I could tell you some funny stories, <laughs> some things the Lord did. And now He's stirring that up again in me and saying, I've anointed you for business. My son gives me a Father's Day card and in the Father's Day card, he's made um, a business suit. He's so clever. And he said, Dad, it's time to get your business suit on. And then out of the blue, some business consultant comes to Taffanai and says, I want to consult with you. I'm normally $10,000 for a day. I'll do it for nothing. He consults with us and says, you guys are anointed... For the business world, you need to build some CEO coaching groups for the world. And I sit there going, what the heck is happening? I'm not thinking of this. <laughs> I haven't told anyone this. I remember being at a prophetic conference and this woman, she came up to me said, and she gave me a big word. She said, Dave, I see you with business people and you're doing triathlons and you're seeing CEOs saved, you're seeing business people saved. God, and there's so much more to that story, all I'm saying is, you have a people group that God is an, has anointed you to reach, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I was on the plane here, coming here, And I I told some of you guys, I sat next to this guy that looked like Stephen and Sonia. um, And he's 75, but he looks as young as they are, like young. He's looks 30. And I'm looking at him going, you're just like Stephen and Sonia. He ends up to be this ultra successful business guy. That's at the end of his, he wants to hand his business off. He's going to see a psychic on a ship. I give him this word, prophetic word, and I gave him one of the testimony books. And I'm praying every day, God, whack him with that testimony book. I pray that the the psychic can't do anything on him because of the presence of God on him and that she even calls it out and I pray that you save him I pray and and so it's not hard that's what I'm saying this is not going to be hard you are designed for these people groups and he's not struggling to try you know to go and save the, the top gang members in New Zealand it's just the plan of God for his life it's who he is in Christ does that does that make sense? So God's about to do something wild with this church. All right, we're going to give a word. I want to give a word to the these guys, and then I want to pray for people. Actually, let's just pray for people right now real quick. Stand up if you want that that I preached on. I don't even know. Did it make sense? Did that make sense to you guys? Do you know what you're responding for? <laughs> You don't have to stand up if you don't feel like, I don't really know what you said, Dave. Just sit down. That's cool. The call is it's time to repent and come up to the... It's time to repent. God is about to do something new. It's time for innovation to reach the lost God has a people group for you. God has, a, God has a, a group of people that you ache for. It might be peop, a people group that you're already working with, that He's already placed you in. It might be a, a people group from another nation, but God has a people group for you, and, and the anointing of God is going to come on you, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna repent, and you're going to start to see God set up situation after situation for you to reach reach this people group. Cool bananas? Cool bananas. Just put your hands out. Close your eyes and just say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Actually, we're going to do something different. Sit down and relax in your chair. That was so churchy what I made you do, wasn't it? Close your eyes, put your hands out. Holy Spirit's still here. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you that I have a sanctified imagination. Say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've anointed me to reach a people group. that I'm made for this. Just say, Holy Spirit, show me the clothing of the people group that I'm about to reach. And I want you to look at yourself in the Spirit. I want you to see the clothing that you're wearing. Some of you are going to have, wow, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> some of you are going to have clothing of a different nation. Some of you are going to have a business suit on. Some, I see someone's got a doctor's. I don't know, there's some doctor thing going on. Who's got a doctor's? Does anyone have a doctor's thing on? Like a stethoscope or a. Wow. Anyone got that in the room? That was, that was wild have a look at what you're wearing thank you lord thank you lord. and just start to pray right now father actually if you don't have anything just put your hand up if anyone not get anything you're just like i just see myself in a it's cool Don't try too hard, okay, you guys, just relax, just relax. We thank you that your plans for us are higher than our plans. We thank you that your ways for us are higher than our ways. And Lord, right now, I release, Lord, a spirit of innovation in the room. I release a spirit of innovation in the room. I release a spirit of innovation. Thank you, Father. God, would you anoint every person in this, in this room? And if they see something now, Lord, s- s- give them setups. Start a chain of events where they start to bump into these people. Lord, or lead them to where those people hang out in this city and let them walk with you in prayer and just see what happens let a movement start we're not here to play games god we're not here to run a church meeting on a sunday we are here to reach a city god we're here to reach the lost father anoint them with oil anoint them with clothing you clothe us for battle and lord those that don't have anything right now i thank you you will you will reveal it to them you're so good. You're such a good father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just begin to pray for that people group right now. Just begin to say, God, set me up. <laughs> God, make it easy. God, make it fun. God, give me weapons for the, the every person I meet, the, the right moment. Show me when to share the gospel. Show me when to share my testimony. God, show me which testimony to share. Father, show me. Show me where they live. Let me, Lord, cover them in prayer. Give me a heart to pray for them, God. And ache for these people, God. You're beautiful, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I've got a word for Stephen and Sonia. Do you guys want to stand up? This is cool. This is a really cool word. Just confirmed this morning again, which is amazing. Um, So this week, again, I'm telling you these things. When I tell you about my process, I'm trying to give you a window of how God probably will talk to you as well. Or how you you can capture the voice of God does that make sense I'm no more special than you I'm his favorite I've been chosen I've been put into heavenly places with him but I'm just a normal Aussie guy like you brought up in a poor home with not much almost died a few times because of my own stupidity but I the reason I, I I share my process is I want you to copy or pay attention at least like Is that you, God? You did that through Dave. Could you do that through me? So all week, this is my word for Stephen and Sonia. All week, there's a a brand of electric truck that I haven't seen for months and months. And then all of a sudden this week, I saw like about four or five in Reading, which is really rare. And all different ones. And I'm like, why am I seeing Rivians, Lord? That's the brand of the truck. And he said, oh, this is for Stephen and Sonia. This is, I want you to give them a word from the Rivian truck. Are you ready? So this is how you do it. So Rivian's trademark is a nickname. It's nicknamed the Compass logo. It's literally exactly the same as your logo here, almost. When I saw it at the front, I'm like, no way. It actually is a square like that. And it's got two arrows, two big ones like that big one. And then in the middle, it's got two smaller ones pointing out four different directions. Freaky. It derives its meaning from its four arrows. The inner arrows mean this, inspire and invite all. I'm going to say that again inspire and invite all and the outer arrows mean innovation and adventure innovation and adventure the whole rivian logo is a mark of exploration this is a cool church to be a part of god is about to innovate through you guys god is about to innovate through you guys you are made for adventure you are called to inspire and to invite people into the kingdom of god you are apostolic train up and send people on adventure train up and send people on adventure that this church will be a first the rivian truck was the very first electric truck to be made to market it's now worth 63 billion dollars the company I think it started in 2009. I don't know if someone wants to confirm that. That'd be interesting because I stayed on floor 2009. This church will be the first of many churches. This is a culture center for the region. This is an apostolic hub which will lift the water level of all churches in the region. This church will show people a new power source. Not religion or politics, but the love of God and the presence of God. Not the praise of man, but it will be built on the praise of the Father. Not on the love of money, but on radical generosity. Not exclusive to one age or socioeconomic or race, but a multi-generational, multi-ethnic family. Not a safe church, but a risk-taking church. An innovative, adventurous family. If you're a part of this church, I want you to stand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, we declare that you have branded this church for adventure. You have branded this church to invite everyone. Lord, to, to, to be innovative, to be explorative, to go on adventure, God, into the wildest parts. God, we declare this is an apostolic hub, Lord, and we bless Stephen, Sonia, and the young leaders right now. We bless everyone in this church, God, to have access to the penthouse, to have access to the thoughts of God, the move of God. We're not going to operate like a normal church. We're not going to settle down. We're going to stir things up. And I pray right now, let your fire fall. Let your fire fall on people. Let your fire fall on people in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Release solutions for this city. Release innovation for this city. Release, God. Release in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is that Wave Maker? No, you are here, wasn't it? They're all I'm so good with songs. Did my team have a word for these guys as well? Andressa, Jost, did you want to give it? We've got a we've got a couple more
2: so, I mean, I've been feeling the need to buy a key all weekend. Um, I saw one go buy a key, but I feel like the Lord's giving you guys a key. Um, in my first year, I went down into an encounter um, for a long time, and I feel like during that encounter, the Lord showed me these dams of revival that are just waiting to be unlocked. That literally have keyholes that are waiting for people to unlock them in their cities and each one had a different name either countries or cities um and he was like amy i've given you certain keys to give to people to give to people to unlock those dams um and so i don't have a key a physical one but i feel like the lord's saying that this city is ready for revival this church is ready for revival and he wants to unlock a dam or revival in your church to come to pass That the Holy Spirit's gonna break out in ways that would never, yeah. The Holy Spirit's gonna be break out in ways like beyond your wildest dreams. Um, Toronto broke out here in Canada, and I feel like now it's time for Vancouver to get revival. Um, The Toronto blessings traveled down to Vancouver, and I feel like you guys get to see a breakout in your church. You're gonna be some of the forerunners of it. You guys are gonna get to see it firsthand. You guys are gonna get to experience it firsthand and people are actually going to come to Vancouver looking for that revival and being like, why has the city transformed so much? Why is this city so different? I know Dave has a hope for apostolic hubs and I think this is one of them that's just going to transform the city from the inside out. And you're going to send people into Canada and even into other parts of the world that go and transform their cities because they learn from you guys on how to model it and how to start that transformation process.
1: I don't know. I feel like Dave just asked if like you guys were playing wave maker, but I heard him say wave maker. Is that what he said on accident? Well, I heard the Lord speak through that, which is so funny, and I heard that um the Lord is actually calling this church to be a wave maker actually in in the waters of Vancouver. It's so beautiful in the waters of Vancouver where they've been stagnant and they've been still from people being comfortable and living us a, a normal comfortable life. That Rain City, they, they, this that's just not just this church. This is every single one of you. Because the whole, all of you guys together are Rain City. You are the church. And you guys together are wave makers. You're going to stir up the waters. Here's the cool thing about water is like if, if there's no movement in water, it becomes stagnant, it becomes polluted, and it becomes gross, and nothing can live in it. But when it starts to have a current, and it starts to flow, when waves start to happen, that's when life starts to breathe. That's when things start to culminate. That's when things start to come alive. New things start to be. So start to be. And so the word for you guys is that you guys are wave makers and you are changing the culture and the normal, the what is normal and accepted here in Vancouver. And so you guys are shifting this city, you are changing what is the narrative of this city and that you guys will see it completely transform. I feel like you guys are going to see it completely transform so much it's going to feel like it's upside down sometimes and it's just a word like it's going to feel so contrary to what you've been normally used to and people are going to be like this is so odd but I can feel like I belong here and you guys are going to be led by love. I can just feel the love of God being saturating everything you guys do here. So you guys release the word of wave maker and love bearers over you guys.
3: As I was praying Yesterday, the Lord gave me, you guys, you are a man and a woman of great legacy. I saw this great monument rising up, and the Holy Spirit shouted, my spirit, legacy. You are doing the exact thing God has called you to do. You are serving your family wholeheartedly, but you are also investing in the next generation. You have been planting seeds in people's lives that you will just see on the other side of eternity. But the legacy of your life and the labor will continue to impact generations and generations after you. You are going to write books. I see books and a lot of them are about about encounters you had with God. That will bring people back to Jesus, will heal their hearts, will stir up their hunger, in their hearts to pursue God. You have your mind set in eternal thanks, and I bless you with that. I bless you where God is doing in your life, and I bless you where God is doing this church. And I say, increase God, increase, 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 God, increase, increase, increase. I have a word for the church. In John 17, Jesus prays for all believers and he asks the Father for us to be one as Jesus and the Father are one. The Holy Spirit spoke to me saying that this is going to be a church known by unity. This is going to be a church known by unity and that means that God will take each one of you into a deeper level of intimacy with him bearing fruits with him but also bearing fruit bearing with one another as a result of that people from the outside will be attracted to this church will be attracted to you will be attracted to this body because of the purity of your heart you have a pure heart and the strong unity among yourselves and the strong unity among yourselves the world you know that god sent jesus through rain church The god will know that the world you know that god sent jesus through rain church and that he had loved the world through your lives through the unity thank you jesus
0: Lord, stretch out your hands to these guys. Father, right now we pray for a building. Right now we declare that this is a day of a building. This is a day of a building. We declare that you are prepared a building for this couple. You are prepared a building for this tribe, this wild tribe. We call it in right now. Open the doors. Open the doors to a brand new building. God, a building of beauty, a building of strategy, God, a building of blessing, God, a building of hope. God, bless, bless them with a building. And I pray for a house. God, I pray for a house for them as a couple, a house with land, God, a house, God, Lord, with with just beauty, a house that's got space so I can stay there one day, God. I pray in Jesus' name, bless them and give them a good coffee machine for when, when I stay with them. Thank you, Lord.